You are listening to the Beloit Podcast. Uh, we were living overseas. My wife is a teacher in international schools, American schools in other countries. I'm retired, and I retired from the fire department a number of years ago, and then I went back to school, and I ended up assisting in orthopedic surgery, and I scrubbed about 7,000 surgeries, fixing fractures and putting in new knees and new hips and new shoulders, and shortly... Around around that time, about seven years ago, I I had a uh, triple uh, triple bypass done, and the doctor told me to retire, so I did. And we decided that my wife would go back to international teaching, and we went to Thailand. And from sheer boredom, while she was at work, I Facebook had just uh, started a group site, and I created a group called Boy Remember When. And from that, uh, because of that, I'm the administrator of it. And it started to grow, and it's gradually growing since. It's still growing. It's one of the most interesting groups that we have in Beloit. I think it's sitting at around 2,000 members right now. That's a good number of members, but it's a, it's a distinct type of group, and it's specifically history, which is what makes it a valuable page. I think so, and, and as the thing developed when we first started, we are inundated constantly with politics in the media, and I wanted to keep that out of it. So I, I created the rules, and they're pretty strict. And uh, I followed them to this point, and it's continued to grow. And the further I get dug into it, and the more I learned about the area myself, having been born there and grew up there, I became more more interested in it, and it has developed on its own. Definitely always sharing some history about Beloit that you couldn't get this information anywhere else in Beloit. It's pretty neat. Well, I want to take that as a compliment, and I appreciate it, and I'd like to keep it that way, and I don't think anyone can understand today's present news if they don't understand history, and that's why I dig into it. Yeah, I think it's turned out very well. We, we've had a lot of people connect to the site, and from the, we're scattered all over the country, and uh, in my case, across the world. We've got old friends from junior high school and beyond that. I, I have friends on the site that I went to bird school with and from kindergarten on up. And it's become very interesting to us. When, when we're talking about political issues just on the normal Internet, I think it just it creates an atmosphere of aggression that we don't really need right now. I try to stay as far away from it as, as I can I don't personally post politics on my own my own wall. I leave that for others. If they want to state what they think and, and their political opinions, then I will respond to their walls, but I don't post about it. And I think it's best we do that. It's kind of an escape. I think the group has turned into an escape from the present and allows us to go back because we have a tendency to remember the good things in life and we forget the bad things. And uh, I that's what the group allows us, just a little breath of fresh air. I wanted to ask you, you're in China right now, correct? That's correct. We're about three hours south of Shanghai in a small, what they consider a small village of 700,000. It's a very unique experience. I think the culture is drastically different. The type of life that we lead here versus in the States is very similar. They live a, live a very comfortable life. It's a very high technologically sound com- country. We have access to everything that America has. 
the people go to work, they party on Friday and Saturday and rest on Sunday, just as Americans do. It, it's very unique. But the culture is different. There are things we have to understand that I as an individual, and I'm fitting into their world. I don't expect them to fit into mine. And uh, once you accept that, it's easier to adjust. And we've had to do that several times because we've lived in several different countries. You have actually seen a lot of the world recently. Yes, we've traveled in over 30 countries in the last five years. And uh, this past summer, we spent uh, time in Germany with an old high school friend of mine that I've known since 1965. Um, We played golf in Germany in uh, Augsburg in Bavaria. And we spent time in uh, London with my wife's son who attends Imperial University there. He's in his third year of engineering. Also, we traveled to Mallorca, Spain, where my wife went to school at a university there for students with disabilities, special needs children. There was two weeks there, and then we spent a couple weeks in Cyprus, where her sons were raised. That's actually where she got her start in teaching internationally, was in Cyprus at the American school there. Interesting. I know there's a lot going on in Cyprus. Yes, it's very, there's a lot a lot going on, because and they're very closely tied to Greece and the economic situation there. It has affected them somewhat, but they, it's still a very beautiful country, and it's different. It's very dry, humid, and sunny, and extremely hot. They basically go six months in the summer without... We, we The entire week we were there, we or two weeks we were there, we saw one cloud the whole time. So it's uh, very dry. And then we returned from Cyprus back to China, that's our most recent summer excursion. In past years, we've lived in two years in Bangkok, Thailand. We spent two years in uh, South Korea, on the very southern tip of South Korea, a place called Sachan. And we spent a one year in Casablanca, Morocco, which is extremely different for an American because it's an Islamic country. Um, but all of them were unique in their own ways, and we had to fit in. As I walked down the street in China here, Friday night, we had been out to uh, enjoy an evening with other new teachers that are involved for this school year. We went to a place for beverages, and we did a live band, and we listened to some Eagles and some some Rod Stewart things, and you just would not expect that in China. The language is different. The things that you and I accept as normal... They are different in that regard, culturally. The driving is extremely different. How they ever visit the United States and fit into the road system to visit Disney World, I will never know. But they do, and they travel the world, and they are absolutely everywhere. You will see more and more Chinese tourists in the coming years than you have ever seen in your life because they have a huge middle class here. Education is a key to any country's growth. And with technology the way it is and the movement of migration of people and travel, it's changed the world and it's going to change more so in the future. As I, I know that on your podcast that you've gone into some of the subjects of migration. Immigration in the United States is so minuscule compared to the rest of the world. When you look at what's happened between North Africa and the Middle East and uh, Europe, Europe has a immigration problem 10 times larger than the U.S., and I don't think most Americans realize that. 
I think I've what I've learned through my travels is that news media tend to concentrate on news that will affect their areas, and, and rightly so. It affects their immediate life, and they should be aware of it. But I think we have to look beyond that scope. And I look at, I, I watch news every day from France, from Spain, from the U.S. Um, my cablevision company here in China, I have all the news channels, the same as you do in Boy. I look at the news, and it's all, it's all, I don't know how, I don't know how to explain it. It's, uh, is it, it's self-centered on your own interests. And whatever they do to captivate you is what they're going to put on there. But I think you have, you have to look at news with an open mind and absorb it all and then create your own opinions from that. I could probably talk for hours with you. It's a unique experience to walk down the street and be, be minority in town. There's only about 500 of us foreigners here in, the, in this area. From the, of the seven hundred thousand, so we're a, we're a hot commodity, and people. If you have a tendency to be worried about what other people think or stare at you, or it gives you an inferiority complex in in a way because you walk down the street, and I'm basically illiterate as I do that because I don't know what I'm reading. I can't read Chinese. I don't know what's in that store, but I have to go look. It's a whole different feeling of life. Once you once you adjust to it and the things that you shock you at first in the culture differences, they, they tend to go away and you look at it as normal and you don't even think about it anymore. We've had the ability to adjust that. The life is not for everybody. And uh, we'll, we will return home here in a year or two uh, and settle down and, for my retirement. And you know, we'll just uh, take it a day at a time till then. No, I'd just like to thank everyone that's in the group and, and tell them to keep participating and adding their comments, their pictures, their memories. You never know what a small sentence or a small picture from their youth will do and what comments it brings, and it'll surprise you. And I thank you very much, Cindy.